Morning, mate. Morning, mate. You okay? Morning, mate. Yeah, very good, very good. Time for episode number three of the Arts Insider podcast. Now, this one's a little bit different for everybody who doesn't know. Obviously, we're in lockdown number 47. They just keep going on and on. Um, But we're doing this a different way, and it's going to be by Zoom this time. So apologies for any sort of audio issues or anything like that. But this one is by Zoom, so it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Now... It is a little bit different for everyone. It's a little bit different for ourselves. We're in a bit of a little bit of a summer mood this week, unfortunately, because uh, this week, unfortunately, uh, one uh, of the members of our arts family sadly passed away. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't already yet heard, this week we uh, have said goodbye to one of our members of our team, who is Karen, who um, passed away quite suddenly. Karen has been a part of our team as, as a parent for, for quite a long time and Millie is one of our students, but also you'll have met her in the cafe on a Thursday night. Now, we found out about this news shortly after filming or recording this episode of the podcast. So I wanted to come back and make a kind of opener that explains kind of why we don't mention it in this week's episode. And we debated a little bit whether it was, you know, something that we wanted to put in to into the podcast, which is really all about lifting people's spirits up and, and helping them feel good in a time where the world is just crazy at the minute. But Jay, I think we'd both agree that it it's, it's at its core a podcast about the arts family. And if you ask me, a family is there with each other for the good stuff, like a lot of what we talk about on the podcast, but also uh, some of the bad stuff as well. So there's some stuff that as an, as a centre we, we'd like to do um, to, to remember Karen and um, support her family in any way that we can. And that's something that we're trying to sort out this week in work but as we go into this episode the the tone's very different this is it's recorded before we we knew anything about it so um for those of you who are coming for your one-stop shop of feel good feel good sass from jay and you know feel good vibes from all of us then that is that is just about to come up next. And we have the fantastic Rachel McGrath on the podcast with us today. But we just wanted to start off by paying our respects to someone who was a huge part of our team. And um, especially of the Pollen Centre. And who has shaped what that Thursday night vibe on the cafe looks like. And as well... Someone who was just a very, an incredible person to to know and an amazing friend to have who was just funny and caring and and really loyal to all, all the arts family. And someone who I think by by the entire arts centre will really be missed. Yeah, one hundred percent, and oh, it's it's very very sad to to lose anybody, but especially one of our arts family. We're all such a close knit group of people. We all support each other through thick and thin, and she was one of those people who was a massive adv- advocate for everything we do, absolutely everything. 
So it's, it's it's really kind of a really, really sad time at the moment for us at the Arts Centre. But I know that she would have been one of the people who would want us to kind of carry on and still for, for, for us to do what we need to do to, mm-hmm. to to spread that joy around these dark times. So, yeah, all our kind of um, condolences go with, go with their family. And, um, yeah, thank you, Karen, for everything you've done for us. Absolutely. And if you're someone at home who maybe is really shaken by this news and, and feels like they do need someone to talk to, then do remember that anyone at the centre is always there for for a chat and is there to be a shoulder to lean on if you need them. And, and if anything else, just a friendly face to know that there's someone there if you do need them. Yeah, 100%. So guys, um, without further ado, we're going to disappear off and go back in time to a couple of days ago when we recorded episode three with the fantastic Rachel McGrath. She was a bit mouthy on the um, day, though, to be fair, if I'm going to be honest. Well, she that's just Rachel McGrath, isn't it, really? I mean, there's no other way of cutting it. Um, guys, please enjoy the episode and thank you all for your time. See you Have an amazing day. Bye. Right, we are rolling. Hiya, Jay. Hiya, mate. Long time no see. Your little lovely face. We've come into a slightly different change of format today rather than our usual podcasting antics. Yeah, mate. So this time round we are, because we've been to lockdown number 47, I think it is, um, we are doing it socially distanced. So we're doing it over Zoom for the first time. So please, listeners, bear with us with the sound quality because it's the first time we've done this, but... I'm actually quite looking forward to it, something totally different. And I can sit here in my slippers and just do this as well, so it's fantastic. Well, yeah, to be fair, I mean, we've never done a... We've obviously never done an online Zoom podcast like this. But it's something that I think certainly at the start of last year, I saw loads of people start to do. And I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what it turns out like. Who knows? People may never hear this interview ever happen. Um, <laughs> However, we've also made a slight change to our format as well because we are joined for our first 20 by our guest for today, which is the phenomenally underwhelming <laughs> Rachel McGrath. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Hiya, <laughs> girl. You okay? I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Oh, Rachel, I'm cracking as a ghost. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, how was everyone's Christmases? I think I, th- I think it was just a bit of a weird one for everyone mm-hmm. for many different reasons, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was. It, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was a strange one to be honest. And... It was a it was a quiet one, but it was. Yeah, I th- it didn't for me. It didn't really feel like Christmas. No, it felt like it was. No. It, I was trying too hard with it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I described mine like to anyone who was asking about like as a very chilled one which I think in some ways I'm really glad because I feel like I kind of needed um you know we'd just done all of the stuff for um for the online solo and we'd done you know so much that year that to just take a couple of days off was probably really useful but I mean we're now in 2021 New year, new me, new Jay, new Rach. Well, what's wrong with me? Well, what's wrong I'm, with me? I'll send you the lists later. Speak Absolute for joke. Absolute Ridiculous. joke. I'm planning on oh, staying you know exactly what? the same. <laughs> Shut up, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought the first thing we could start off with was discussing 
Jay, our rather new segment of this week's news. Yeah, so basically I've kind of been, when I was in bed last night, looking through the internet and trying to find something a bit strange, like a strange news story. Now, I found this news story from where in Canada, they're in lockdown like ourselves, and um, a lady was fined in Canada. Um, How much was she fined? She was fined £893 in in our money. Because she went out for a walk with her husband. Well, let me put it differently. She took her husband for a walk like a dog. So her husband was on a dog leash and she took her husband for a walk. This is a genuine story from Canada. Um, And she was stopped by the police and she said that her husband wanted to be um, now known as a dog. Uh, yeah, that was my reaction as well. <laughs> well I'm gonna be I honest. love it. That's I bonkers, think it's it? great. Carpe in you the DM. Would. Carpe you in the DM. So would Joe. That's such a. That would be you. That you get. I've fried. often considered. I've often considered. You know, feeling like I wish I was a Ford Fiesta so that I could go through the Mackey's drive-through single-handedly. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's what I found this week, and it's um. A bit of a mad one, I think, that one. Well, mine mine takes us into... Do you know what? Mine's slightly not weird news this week. It's just I find it's big news in my life. And that is the return of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. In the form of WandaVision. Yes, Joe. Which I just which finished. I, I just, Agents oh. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? Yeah, I cried like a baby. <laughs> See, I didn't cry, but I loved the I ending. I cried. It was There's like loads fun. of seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, isn't there? Yeah. It's so like seven, there yeah. Was, there was seven. There was there was six, and they all had like 20 episodes in or something, and then the last se- season only had like 13 or something. Mm. But they all came out this, well, obviously was meant to be last year, but it got postponed because of everything. But yeah, it was fab. Loved it. So have, have you yet watched... One division on right. Well, well. All I'll say is, it's odd. Is it is it worth a watch though? That's the thing because I've not watched it yet either. What I heard was is that it's all going to tie into the Marvel films that Mm -hmm. are coming out this year. So all of the series, so like Loki is coming out this year as well. That looks good. And then the what's the other one? The um the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the one. And they're Uh all going to tie in too the next lot of films that are coming out in the Marvel Universe. So uh, now, it's worth, it's worth question, the watch for that, I think. I agree, yeah. I'd wait till, I think if you're on the fence, wait till a couple episodes comes out because I that's, feel like that's it's going to be better to binge. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. If you could cast our team and the arts family and parents and students, anyone, in a musical version of The Avengers, who's who's who? <laughs> Well, I'm just going to say right now that Jamie looks like Thor. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll go for that. I will go for that every day of the week. I wish you could all see him. He's got a headband and everything. He looks just Honestly, like Honestly, my, my hair's so long now. Look at that. It, I know. I was oh, literally going to say it to you before. It is long. It's really long. Yeah, it's really long. That's why when a headband like, it's doomed me. I didn't... It's nearly as long as mine. <laughs> but yours looks miles better than mine, okay. to be fair. Okay. I've got a proper scarecrow head. You are well, to be fair. You are rocking the Thor vibes nowadays. Yeah, who who'd, who'd you cast as anyone, I Jack? think probably Mike as Loki. If you can have oh, a Loki okay. in it. Because it's a bit kind of... 
left field in you a bit bonkers I fully a bit get, mischievous I fully get that but I also see Mike as a Hulk because yes. I just think he's calm sometimes and then he completely goes off <laughs> and it's like alright yeah he's had a couple <laughs> falls off like but yeah no I, I get the, the, the weird side of Mike is very low key mm-hmm. um, I, so I think yeah, Mark I Mark as Doctor Strange oh, oh really? yes see I'd have I gone with Captain that. America Captain America. Yeah, but is that just because he's Captain America and Mark is the like the captain of arts? Is that, that yeah, is pretty that much? The only reason? Yeah. Well, yeah, for that reason, yeah. then yeah. But as a person, mm. Doctor Strange is very determined and very, isn't he? Like very I, clever. I, yeah. I, yeah. Hadn't I get even what you thought mean. Of that, but yeah, fully mm-hmm. agree. Well. Moving away from the Avengers then and back onto the arts team. Obviously, this is the now third time we have been um, spending time in lockdown. But um, what has come out of it is our 2021 calendar of all the things that we are going to be doing this year. Looking forward to that. One way or another. Very excited. Absolutely. Um, But Jay, what do you think about the stuff that was kind of revolving around 2020 and and what has maybe come out of that? What's the good? What's the bad? What do you think? Arts-wise, I think for me that one of the best things arts-wise was the was the the community that we already knew we'd had, but that kind of got Mm -hmm. finalised with kind of the kind of arts enterprise things and the uh, and doing the sing it and move it and shake it and whatever we've got on on there on all that sort of stuff. So yeah, all that sort of stuff and also when we did have that chance to get together and do the Christmas solo live, that was a, that was an amazing experience for myself anyway, presented with Mark. And I know you, your little head fell off about 400 times that day, mm-hmm. but it was, it was an amazing Absolutely. day. The effort that the students put in to help raise money was phenomenal. Like people that we didn't even know could do certain things that came out with all these new skills and, we're just really trying hard to help out. It was just fantastic to see. And I think it it, it not only helped us as a, as a community, I think it helped the people doing stuff get through the lockdown, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just like... like stay occupied. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I loved that. And I think the stuff that we... Because obviously we had our meetings every week and that was nice because we got to keep in touch and stuff. As like, we, you know, we, we had our our own little things that we were doing to keep ourselves busy mm-hmm. and things. And obviously the highlight of everyone's week was sing it. Um, obviously. For, for obviously, one reason, one reason fantastic. only. Me. What? No, my, me. Me. I was the best host. Judge. <laughs> Well, it, it, Rachel. in the end, if you didn't, didn't get fixed by Joe, it would have been a decent competition, to be fair. It, absolutely, Jay. I've got the numbers. I've got the numbers. The numbers Charlotte are... Guy. The numbers. 100%. 100%. Guy to get. The numbers speak clearly. No, it's not that, isn't it? Nah, Look of the draw. Look of the draw. Nope. Okay? Nope. I just had an amazing team, right? Which you we fixed, synergized. Yeah. Oh, so did I. You yeah, fiddled. well... You definitely. I did no fiddling. I've never fiddled in my life, all right? I did not. I was completely just beneficial to the look of the draw draw, to have some gods and goddesses on my squad, as did you two, so stop your moaning. Absolutely shocking. Joe, what about yourself? Highlights of 2020, arts or personal? Let's go arts. Uh, I think for me, one of the biggest things was... 
I felt that how versatile we could all be was really, really clear. And, you know, so when you look at maybe what we've done all the years past, none of it, well, maybe 10% of it is what we did last year. And the other 90% was just completely new stuff. We'd never done virtual competitions. We'd never done online solos. We'd never done some form of um, like community group walks and everything else, the quizzes, all of this stuff that we'd never had a new website, all of the stuff that we'd kind of talked about maybe doing one day. It's like lockdown took away a load of the stuff that was taking up space that we usually do and created space to do all of those new things. That's what I think I really yeah. enjoyed. I think that's a really good point, actually. Like you say, because mm. we always say, don't we, the calendar's always so full, we don't always get to do everything in the year that we want to actually do. Like you said, yeah. it gave us the opportunity to explore other realms almost of it, of like different things for us to do. That was very punctual for me, I must say. Realms. I've never once said that sent that in a sentence. No, I, t- I totally I ag- ag- agree, Joe. I think it gave us the mm-hmm. chance to kind of update the art centre as well with the facilities there and things like that, like yeah. new yeah. staging, new lights, new microphones, things that we've been looking to do for a while, but I haven't really got the chance to, to kind of really kind of put our heads in the game and actually get it sorted. So, yeah, I think when all this sort of stuff does blow over, when it does eventually, it's when we kind mm-hmm. of set up uh, kind of running and ready to go for the shows we've got for next year, which include Sing It Live, which I'm so looking forward oh, to. Can't wait for yeah. that. I'm you, so excited. Honestly, I'm going to have a walking music. I'm going to have full costume. I'm going to have dancers. Everything. No, I'm having singers. I'm having confetti bombs. Oh, so good. It's going to be fun. We've also got the Adams Family as well next year. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. Adam's family. Adam's we finally get to actually start rehearsing mm-hmm. for it. We did. We've done about nine read-throughs for it. <laughs> <laughs> no rehearsals at all. We're gonna. I bet you we do another read-through before we start. Oh, I hope I so. Feel like we're gonna have to. <laughs> I forgot. Because Jay, Jay won't have learned his lines. Let's be honest. Do you know so. what? No, I actually did. Jay never learned you know, his lines. I actually did learn no. my lines. No. Up to where we were, we were doing. And then lockdown came. I was like, oh, rubbish. Actually, for the first Jay, time. We had not on the first page before lockdown had started. What do you mean you've learned your lines before then? I did learn them, but I forgot them now, so I have to learn them again. Of hey, course. Charlie. Yeah. I know all mine. No, you I'm don't. Finished. No, you I'm finished. I'm off book. I'm, do, you even, I'm do you even know what part you're playing? Yeah, Frankie. <laughs> Complete lie. Made that name up. I was going to say, please tell me the joke. I was like, who's no. Frankie? Stop it. No. Uh, yeah, his name's... Um... <laughs> You've genuinely uh, forgotten, haven't you? I have. No, I haven't. Lucas. His name. Lucas, I told you it Is was it Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, yeah it's Luc- Beinecke. Lucas Beinecke. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Joe, you're disgraceful. Oh, I forgot right. as well. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. To, I, I'll get to, back right. on book. I'll get back to the script. We've, yes. I've got to because we're you know we're back in sessions soon. Yeah. So including next year, we've got we've got the Adams family next year. We've got Winnie the mm-hmm. Pooh with the infants. We've got Little yeah. Mermaid coming up. We've got Once on This Island. Oh, I can't wait for Once on This Island. And we've been talking about this, and I cannot wait for this because without giving too much away, it's going to be amazing. Um, it's just. Something we've never done. Yeah, something we've never done before. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's absolutely like watching. I I am a little bit biased once on this island because it's honestly one of my my personal favourite shows. My top three must in in no particular order has to run with Dear Evan Hansen the last five years and once on this island. And so the fact that we're doing it, the way it pieces together, the the style of it, oh, I'm just I just. There's been moments when we were back at sessions and there was moments when we were running through like the first few scenes we'd blocked and I was getting emotional watching it and we weren't even Mm -hmm. full, no no costume, no sets, just chairs and tables to create an an image of what we are going to have. And I was getting so emotional watching it because of how good it already was starting to look. So imagine how much better it's going to be when we finally got the finished product. And, got, and there's such a strong cast there as well. Such an amazingly yeah. strong mm-hmm. cast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what I just wanted to go through now is, obviously, in 2020, we've had a bit of a... It's been a bit of a rubbish year, I think, to put it nicely. And I just wanted to kind of give you some things, what the, what I think are the positives to come out of 2020. The first one, and um, I don't know if you've both seen this, uh, The Tiger King. Ah. Oh. Not seen it. Joe Howard. It. But obviously it brought a lot of people a lot of joy. <laughs> it just looks mm-hmm. like it's actually insane. It's bonkers. Joe, you need to watch this. It's <laughs> I know, next I on know. Netflix. It's amazing. So much. Um mm-hmm. it's unbelievable but fantastic. Um second thing, TikTok for a number of reasons. Now, Rachel, just give me that that sort of mm, look. Yes, there's a lot of dancing and doing the whap on there and stuff like that and whatever you do on there. But there's also some enlightening things and some positive things on there and um, people bring a lot of joy to people's lives by doing comedy and things like that and me personally I, I don't put videos on there but I love to just scroll through and watch videos and I can lose literally hours of my life on there it's, it's a disgrace um, the NHS what oh. an amazing bunch of people carers yeah. NHS doing fantastic things when they really shouldn't be and they shouldn't have yeah, to. Absolutely, absolutely. Putting that, I, I know they, I know they do anyway. But I, literally putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Every yeah. day going to work. Um, also, things like new things like driving events, and so with like driving concerts, driving driving uh, movies, driving movies. Mm-hmm. We yeah. went to a driving pantomime um, at Aintree uh, oh, over Christmas oh, yeah. to see Horrible Histories, which was amazing. It was the most bonkers thing I've ever done. Just beeping the horn and flashing lights and all sorts. It was an amazing experience so if you've never been to a driving thing anybody that's listening go to it it's it's brilliant and you can do it kind of social distance and all that sort of stuff as well obviously Hamilton on Disney Plus oh obviously yes I I just cry every time at that it's ridiculous it's fantastic if if, if people haven't seen it um, I recommend to watch it and it shows you especially students how simple moving a chair can be made and can be uh, done so it doesn't look like you're moving a chair or it can be set can be moved without you realising it's being moved. I think the better, the better mm-hmm. way to put it. Um, obviously, Liverpool win the Premier League. Obviously. Classic. Cl- classic one. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think the final one is probably, although we kind of, a lot of people have been in lockdown and things like that, um, the importance Realising the importance of time with family and friends. Because mm-hmm. I think this has made people realise how much they need to go go and see the uh, the family that I haven't seen in a long time. Go and see friends. Give people a call and just say, are you okay? Are you all right? I think that th- them 
them things on there, the kind of the positives to come out of 2020. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, it would be really easy to look at the the shortcomings of a year, but actually it's but I think more powerful to look at what the good points from a year have been. Now, Joe, I've got go some on. quick fire questions for Rachel. Oh, oh fabulous. Gosh. Oh, go on. Okay. So basically, I want you to answer these as quick as you possibly can without thinking, if you can. Okay. There's maybe like 10 or 15 of them. So they're really, really easy. Okay. Oh, okay. Go. go okay. Go, okay. Go. So favorite color? Blue. Okay. First job? Um, a Disney princess. <laughs> wow. Cats or dogs? Cats. Your favourite book? <laughs> Blood Brothers script. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> ice Lolly or Lolly Ice? Ice Lolly. Good shout. Uh, the, your most used emoji on your phone? Um, the laughing face. The laughing face. Yeah. Uh, your favourite film? Um, Young at Heart. Disney or Pixar? Oh, what a question. Pixar. <laughs> the first concert you went to? <laughs> Paul McCartney. Okay. If you could win an Olympic medal at any event, real or fake, what would it be? Swimming. Swimming. Are your favourite musical? Book of Mormon. Your dream theatrical role? Glinda. If someone was to play you in a movie, who would play it? Who would it be? Oh, probably. You know the girl who plays Hannah in 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm been told a lot like her so I probably would want her to pay, play me and the last yeah. most important question Jamie or Joe Jamie what a cop out <laughs> not Shut answering up, that question do you honestly think you two are going to let me live that down if I was to answer either of you I'm not I refuse to answer that I'm sorry that was perfect thank you very right. much for that Ray. <laughs> that was fun I actually enjoyed that <laughs> Before we go into the details of the gritty life of Miss Rachel McGrath, I thought it would be fun to give you 60 seconds to describe your art's origin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. 60 yeah. seconds. I'll put um, a clock on my screen. Okay. Ready, Rachel? Yeah. Okay. So I was seven years old when I met Mark and Mike and I became a student I was a fantastic student, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be involved in arts. And um, and then I went off and did my own thing for a while. And then I came back as a vocal coach because one day I was singing in the studio. And as I was leaving, Mike went, do you want to come and just give me a hand and do some vocal coaching with Megan? I was like, yeah, go on then. And I literally was like, this is fantastic. And I started coming to sessions um, every Monday and then obviously extended to Wednesday evenings and I met the team and the students and I just fell in love with the place. And now I am the vocal coach, the most amazing vocal coach and judge of Sing It. Um, and on a Monday, all the kids come to me because I'm the best and Jamie and Joe aren't very good, but you know, they try their best. And um, did I mention I've been on the Empire, which is why I've got the skill set of an absolute magician. Fantastic. Great. Love that. <laughs> I I can't believe you even said that. That's so nasty. That's I'm so lying. rude. Guys, Jamie and Joe are... We're a little no, you've had your 60 seconds. Minute. You've had your 60 seconds. <laughs> Shut okay, your mouth. That's so, that, was so, that was so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> whatever. 
<laughs> so Rach, what do you think is the biggest kind of piece of advice you give singers as a vocal coach? Honestly, and it's it's become more apparent from working with the students at the art at art wow, I can't speak at arts is for me it's just don't get in your own head because mm-hmm. they'll all stand there. I'm not going to name any names. They know who they are if they're listening. They do it every session and every show and they come off and they go, oh, I didn't do that one bit very well. And it's like, you know what, though? <laughs> the whole song was fab- fabulous. So why are you picking on that one little bit? Or when they're in rehearsals, they don't they don't want to push themselves because they're too scared of what might happen if it goes wrong rather than thinking about how good it would be if it went right. So I, it's just forget when I when I sing I don't get me wrong I do get nervous everyone gets nervous if you didn't get nervous you wouldn't be very a very good performer because you've got to get the nerves in you for the excitement of performing but Mm -hmm. I don't stand I don't stand there when I'm singing and think oh this bit's coming up now um because then it's not just that bit that you're thinking about that will go a bit wrong it's the rest of the song before it because you're too busy thinking about that one bit that's coming up and therefore the whole song it's not ever rubbish it's just not your best the best it could be because you're too in your own head about it so that would be Mm -hmm. my piece of advice for i think anybody who's singing do not get in your own head because you end up losing your own confidence and the only person who's done it is is yourself and and has there ever been a time where where when you've been singing you've got in your own head and how how have you kind of counteracted that if there has been a time i used to do it all the time when i was a student i used to get i get a song that i was given to sing that I didn't think I could do and it would panic me that much that when I came to do it I was that nervous and worried about doing it my my voice didn't sound the best it could sound and I'd come off afterwards and I I was never one of them people who got upset and like emotional about oh that wasn't very good and I'd go and cry however it did used to annoy me and I used to think right well next time I think I'm not going to do that because all it's done is annoy me that I didn't think I'd done it I did I did that very well so I used to just apply it as much as I could to the next time that I would sing um so yeah I just think all it does is frustrate you afterwards so it's there's not it's no point you could literally just enjoy yourself enjoy the time you are and you know what as well when you make a mistake just laugh about it Chances, chances are everyone mm-hmm. who else who may a lot of the time the audience won't even know a lot of the time we won't even know we might just know because we've we've worked up with that person and we know the song or whatever but the audience won't know if you've made a mistake unless you make it obvious yourself so just don't because yeah. a lot of the time we'd laugh probably laugh about it afterwards and that's the best um but you know what i'm like i'm a very for making a mistake or I make a fool of myself, I'll just laugh about it type of person because it's, it's better than crying. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. If you don't laugh, you cry, you know? But yeah, it is one of them. It is literally that situation of just have, mm-hmm. just try and enjoy it as much as you can. And if you do mess up, unfortunately, just come off and go, oh, did you hear that? That was ridiculous. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? My little boy, Finley, wanted to ask you a question. I was not at the moment, but he recorded it for me earlier on. Okay. So I'm going to play this question. If it's... it's See if you can hear it. Hi, my name is Finley, and this is my question. What made you go to arts? What made me go to arts? What made What made you go to arts? As a student. Yeah. Um. So I it 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 wasn't arts when I went. It was a different drama group, but it was Mark and Mike's. It was like the, this 
one of the starting points. And it was, it, my mum knew somebody who went. One of the, one of the mums of one of my friends at school worked with Mark and Mike. And my mum was like, oh, how old do you have to be to go? Blah, blah, blah. And she went, why don't you go? Because I used to, I used to do little one-woman shows in the living room. <laughs> For my mum and dad, bless them. They used to have to sit there for the whole... I'd put a film on, like Calamity Jane or Annie Get Your Gun, and the entirety <laughs> of the film would be on, and I would be getting changed and come in as a different in a different <laughs> costume. And um, <laughs> honestly, looking back, I don't know how they put up with it, because I certainly wouldn't. Um, and I think it was just... I loved singing, and my mum was like, "Just get, why don't you just go? I'm so glad that my mum was like, why don't you go? Because... I met Mark and Mike. I met some of my best friends that I've been friends with my whole life since then. And all it did was just help me as a person, confidence-wise, and understand the craft in all different manners of ways, masks, mime, freeze frame, all the, all that stuff, all the basic stuff. And it just helped me completely. And it was just nice because the... And as we all know now, and as the students know now, it's a family. It's like a family when you go. It's not just, you're not just going to learn. You are going to see your best friend, your family, you know, adopted family members. You know, we're like a weird dysfunctional group of people, aren't we? Um, hmm. Dysfunctional family, aren't we? So it's nice. It's just that sort of, it's just feeling safe and enjoying what you, your hobby and enjoying it with other people who also have the same hobby. And I loved that. I loved that when I was younger. I, th I think, I think you're exactly right. I think it's a safe place for people to kind of get away from the, the kind of troubles they have at home, at school, uh, all that sort mm. of stuff and just go and kind of be themselves. And if they, if they need a shoulder to cry on, we're there for them. If they want, if yeah. they're there and they want to just have a laugh, they're there as well. It's, mm -hmm. we are like a very, very dysfunctional family. So yeah, Rach, are. how did you get to appearing um, on stage at the Empire. The Empire. So, um, in between being a student and being a vocal coach, I went off and did the Empire for a few years because me and Isaac were in college together. And we were like, do you know what? There's a youth theatre at the Empire and it's the Empire. So shall we apply for it? And they were doing Legally Blonde and we were like, oh my gosh. Let's go. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be completely honest, I hated Legally Blonde the musical before I did it at the Empire. I literally couldn't <laughs> bring myself to listen to it. I think I knew, like, the odd song from it, and I thought... I'm very... I've always been one of them people who's like, oh, why are they making musicals out of all these films? It's so annoying. Why? <laughs> and then I'm also one of them people who, when I then eventually listen or watch that musical, I go, oh, you know what? That's actually fantastic. I did it with yeah. Shrek. Shrek was one of the ones that I did it with. I was like, oh, leave Shrek where it is. It's such a good film. We'll just leave it. And it's actually one of the best musicals I've ever written. It's so good. So It is really um, good. And, but Isaac loved Legally Blonde. So he was like, listen, let's just apply and we'll just see what happens. And then we applied and we both got in. Isaac was playing Warner and I got Elle's mum. <laughs> The, the alcoholic mother <laughs> um, and it literally was just I remember I remember sitting on the front row of the empire when I was like six years old watching Greece and saying to my auntie I'm gonna I want to be on there one day and then hmm. I remember the day we went on first went onto the stage to rehearse and I just stroked the floor and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> 
the Beatles have walked this floor, <laughs> like Frank Sinatra and all these people. And I was like looking out, like it's only a little bit creepy. That. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. But obviously, everyone looked at me and was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "You don't understand. This is a massive milestone for me." <laughs> I was like, "I need a minute." I was like, nearly crying. Oh, one hundred percent. So you got you've gone for the, you went from the the empire all the way over to you're in town. What oh, was your yeah. Personal experience of year in town for me. I absolutely loved it. Um, I f- will sit here and say right now, it's the funnest show I've ever done. For the plain fact that we had such a laugh doing it, didn't we? It was fantastic. It was, and I'd never heard, I've ne- I'd never heard of it before either until we did it, and it was just the most mental, weird piece of theatre. I'd ever read. And then when we did it, I was like, this is brilliant. Like, <laughs> this is all things wrong with any any show you go to see and you go, oh, that was cheesy. The whole show was that, but it worked because it, the whole show was that. Do you know what I mean? It was just fantastic. Definitely. And, and also, if my memory serves me right, I'm sure your and Joe's kiss got longer and longer every rehearsal. I'm sure that, that was down to Joe, that as well. I... Do you know, I had a really, I'll just, I'll just add in at this point, you know, <laughs> I, I really had a bit of a difficult time in Urine Town because for me, as good as the script was, I just felt like I was being held back by this really annoying, you know, unreliable, unpredictable yeah, co-star who, <laughs> who just kind of, just kind of was a bit inappropriate as well and... And really, if I'm looking back and there's one thing I'd change, I feel like I'd ask, you know, could we not consider a recast for for my <laughs> character's love interest? Are you messing right now? You would, you, in fact, I can't even say this to just Joe, even Jamie did it when, I was going to say, you were doing things that we hadn't even rehearsed. <laughs> Imagine, we, we all said it, didn't we? At, at backstage on the second show, which was all, we only did two shows and it was our last show. We're like, imagine if we'd done this for an entire week. The stuff that would have been added into it would have been ridiculous. You kissed Joe, J- Jamie, on the last show and I had to stand Did there you? and just, and not laugh. I was like, that, is this, is this really <laughs> Did that happen? Did that when, happen? Yeah, when he went, when he walked off and he went, um, good night, Bobby. And then he kissed you, remember? He slapped your face and kissed you. I did. It was hilarious. And I was stood there like, oh my God. And I think <laughs> there's, no, there's no better feeling as well than seeing someone's head fall off when they're not yeah. expecting it. <laughs> it was. It was hilarious. Oh, it was such, I'd love to do that again. My mum and dad said it was one of the best shows they'd seen me, <laughs> me in. They said, honestly, it was fantastic. And we're going from year in town. Adam's family this year. Oh, I know. What yes. an amazing script that is as well. And a, I can't wait to An incredible it. cast we've got. We've got a fantastic... I mean, we had a fantastic cast in your in town, top top quality cast, but Adam's well, family... Well, bar, bar that one, who who I'd, I'd personally re, recast. <sighs> the game Hope. He's talking about me for people who aren't aware. And the thing <laughs> is, is, all the things he said about me were actually him. What he did, so now that's I not would true. That's slander, and I'll, also, I'll, I'll anyway, it, Adam's family is a different show completely in the sense that I think it's a lot more demanding. Yeah, not vocally because I think that the, the vocals in Your in Town were difficult. Yeah, I think I think 
the vocals in Adam's family are probably on par with it. I mean, as a as a whole, there's a lot more acting and just a lot more. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? No, it's all like more. It. It's very sitcom, isn't it? Like the yeah. the whole art theme. It's much more like sitcom in genre yeah. than, than the Adam uh, than you're in town. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen when we're doing it as well? Which if October, I am like, right, October, I have. Which will be perfect because mm-hmm. it's right by Halloween. Yeah, I think it's literally like one or two days next to I Halloween. I think it's the, did he say the 29th and 30th? Or that sounds about right, yeah. I think it was. Right. I can't wait. It's I think fantastic. it's such a good show to do at like at Halloween time when everyone's in the mood and is in the mm. vibe for it. And Rach, for, you, for more to share, because I'll be honest, I thought The Addams Family, I feel like I do this with a lot of shows, I go in thinking like I understand what the show is and then get into it and realise like I absolutely me. don't and then have to figure it all out. I do as well. I thought The Addams Family were vampires and they clearly aren't. <laughs> I've learnt now, I've learnt since, but I thought they were vampires. Because no. he's, he's a very, Gomez is he's a very, very Dracula. like Dracula, he's very mm-hmm. Dracula. So uh, who who is Morticia? Your character. So for me, I mean, obviously, we, those of you who don't know, Morticia is Gomez's wife. She's the mother of Wednesday and, oh my gosh, Pudsley. Thank you. Pudsley. <laughs> wow. So she's like the, the the female, the lead female in that area of the, the parents of the Adams family. Um, for me, I'm very, I'm excited for, to play Morticia because she's very different to what I've done before. For years, I'd just played the wet lettuce, um, damsel in distress, whiny American girl. When I play, like, well, Gertrude in Seussical is basically what I'm trying to get at because she's so, like, isn't... Gertrude's a fantastic character, but she's she's just... She's like a... Oh, my gosh, Horton. Do you know what I mean? Like, one of them. <laughs> For years, that was my typecast. And then, obviously, like... You know, again, hope, um, hope, and you're in town. She was pretty much the same. Um, so Mortish is going to be very different because she's a lot more serious and a lot more. I think she's a mother. She she cares for her kids, but she's obviously the Adams family aren't any normal family. They're weird. <laughs> They're completely different. So it's it's getting the balance of a caring mother and loving wife and a a, a weird, dark, serious aspect if that does that make sense it's just it, mm-hmm. it is going to be a challenge because it's com- like i say it's a completely different character for me but i'm excited to do it definitely mm-hmm. and then rach for obviously like you know thinking about there's going to be a lot of when we go into all these shows this year there's going to be a load of students well everyone who hasn't performed for literally you a know 12 12 ish months and that's obviously what we're all going to be faced with as well so what would your advice, and Jay, you too, and I'll give mine, but what's the advice for these performers who are going back to stage after such a long time? I think for me, it's probably just everyone's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in like, I don't even just mean that as performers. I mean, in life, everyone so many people I when I first went back to work after the last lockdown I was worried sick Mm -hmm. we'd we'd all just spent seven months not really talking to anybody other than the people who we lived with and like close friends who we maybe got 
go on a walk with or they'd come and stand at the end of your driveway for five minutes and then you you're thrown back into the public with face masks all these different restrictions all these different these new people who you've not spoke to you don't know where they've come from you don't know who they've been around you've got in every aspect of life going to the shops different you know so everybody is in the same position in that sense so I think for me the thing Mm -hmm. to say to the performers is is try not to push yourself too hard straight away ease yourself back into it because it's it's we've all been out of out of it for a long time and I think it's just it's just getting back into the swing of things yeah I, I totally agree with that I think you, you're dead right there it's it's getting back into the swing of things you kind of when you go into the to the art centre every week you're used to kind of getting that routine yeah. and knowing what to do when to do it and you, you kind of get your confidence built up but coming back to it it's going to be hard for everyone everyone's going to be feeling nervous it's, it'll literally just be kind of it's a it's kind of just trying to get those, those skills back everyone's going to come back in with bad habits including myself it's just about kind of trying to get back into the swing of things get rid of those bad habits get back get the confidence back and just start enjoying it again and don't stress yourself out about it just go in there enjoy it if you're not enjoying it then there's no point in doing it you need to be enjoying yourself yeah. there's no point in stressing yourself Absolutely. out or worrying about things there's bigger th- bigger and worse things to worry about than mm-hmm. your lines and scripts and things like that just have fun with it and try and enjoy it Joe, what about yourself? Any any advice? Well, if you if you took a break from something, if you took a break, so is if if a performer takes a break from the from from the stage for a year in any other circumstance, then they come back more rusty than everyone else. But this time round, when people come back to perform and come back to sessions, come back to shows, everyone's going to be the same level of of rusty or out of practice. So it just becomes the new standards and I think everyone has to go in with or, or it would just be helpful if everyone goes in giving themselves a bit of slack for that fact you know universally the thing is going to be we're all a little bit rusty in this so let's not hold ourselves up to the same expectations that we would otherwise have it's not even it's not even just like our students though it's like west end broadway performers absolutely yeah people actors who they've got loads of them have had to get jobs in supermarkets and stuff like that they've had to you know and it's nothing wrong with that it's it's just stuff it's just what you've got to do and there's people out there who have genuinely been they've been probably never been out of work since they started performing until now and they mm-hmm. they probably feel the same way. They probably are a bit unsure about going back to the craft and stuff like that. So I think it's just remembering that everybody is literally in the same position. Yeah. And not to not to stress yourself out too much about it, and just let yourself take it take your time and to getting back into it. Exactly, and you know, I think the quicker I I feel as as a performer, the quicker I get over the fact that I'm going to be a bit rusty, the quicker I can get on with getting back to getting back into good habits and kind of reach I think like what you said earlier about laughing it off is the best medicine for when you do feel in you know maybe you feel embarrassed because you're not as good as you were when when you left off laugh it off and and move on type thing I think is is the best tough love kind of medicine yeah right well uh, I think, guys, that wraps us up for the day. Jamie, do you have anything to finish us off? Um, do you know what? I don't. Um, I usually do, but I don't. Um, one thing, um, I 
I'm going to be doing today is I don't know if you any if you any of you watched this The Masked Singer. Oh, I watched it when it was on last year. Joe, have you watched this? Mm. I've I've seen a little bit last year. Um, oh, it's I've seen so it like on catch up. Good. So basically, if no one's if no one knows the premise of this, basically you get celebrities in like a massive costume. Um, singing songs and you don't know who they are and it's kind of a singing competition but they wear these funny costumes so you get like a badger a sausage a blob a grandfather clock and then they try and guess who it is at the end it sounds rubbish the way I'm describing it but it is really really good yeah. so that's what I'm going to be doing with my night tonight with the lads with, with the boy me and the boys watching Mass Singer the big bang on that whoa don't forget we've got the return of the arts quiz oh yeah the arts quiz as well Forgot yes. about that. Yeah, Jamie, aren't you co-hosting these arts quizzes and you've forgotten about them? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot, yeah. Sorry, it's only because it's not me doing it this week, it's Mike doing it this week. So Mike's doing it tonight yes. yeah. and it's me, me the week after because Mike sent me a message saying, do you know what, Jay? I'm sick of you saying every week, my questions are rubbish. I'm good rubbish quiz questions. So you can do a quiz every second week if you want. I was like... Not a problem. So you've been bullied into it. You've been bullied into it. Basically, that, that's, that's what, what usually that's happens. Exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening once again. Rachel, thank you for coming on the podcast oh, and thank um, you, act- for you know me. making some time in your busy day of of combing Listen, your cat's ears. Can I actually just state for the record right now that everyone out there who thinks that. I didn't have time to be a co-host on the podcast. <laughs> I want to put out there now that I actually wasn't asked. And on the day that they did the first podcast, I was sat at home doing nothing. So, all of you out there listening, I could have been a co-host, but I wasn't right, asked. Right, Rachel, I'll, 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 give you a, I'll give you a boon on this, okay? If you can tell me one piece of critique from either of the first two episodes that have already gone out... That's a fair shout. Yeah. Then you, then I'll let you. Then then you can join. You can have Jamie. What part. I will say to you is, is the reason. Screaming! Jamie's screaming. You can have the Oscar. <laughs> oh my word! I I have to be handing boxes and all sorts. All I ask is, I just would like to just crop up every now and then as like a a regular guest. Yeah. We we are the we are the triangular unit of the art center. We are the trifecta. We are. Rachel. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Right. Okay. So people who don't so, know, Joe has literally just kicked Rachel out of the Zoom call. So I'm expecting she's going to be fuming. An angry voice note at some point. <laughs> right we need to go because she's gonna oh no she's gonna bombard the group chat she really right. is <laughs> thank you guys for listening cheers guys. Oh, she's already started texting thank See you guys bye bye <laughs>